On today's episode, we are going to take a look at three stocks that have dropped almost 50% from their all-time highs. All of these are hitting different markets, and like always, we're going to take a look at what they do. We're going to look at fundamentals and their future growth. If this is your first time here, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up and follow me on Twitch where I live stream, taking a look at stocks you want me to look at. So let's get started. I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. The Motley Fool is a company that provides investing insight and stock recommendations for investors of all skill sets and risk levels. You guys know I love finding new investing tools and resources to help me scout out new growth stocks. And right now I have a discount for one of my favorite services The Fool offers. Through The Motley Fool Stock Advisor service, you get access to a ton of expert stock picks. Every month you'll get two picks that are aimed at growing your wealth and to help you realize your financial goals. Stock Advisor's average stock picks have done some crazy returns if growing your money is something you'd like to do more of this year you can visit the fool.com slash jose naharo or click on the link below for access to my special offer and decide if the stock advisor is right for you thanks again to the motley fool and now back to today's episode all right so the first company we are going to take a look at is fastly this is ticker fsly it is traded under the new york stock exchange and it's currently sitting at around $66. The market cap of this company right now is $7.5 billion. So it's not that big at the moment. We can see from all times high, the stock is down about 49%. That is insane. In just a few months, this company went from a, almost a $14, $15 billion company to about a 7.5. All right, so first, let's try to understand what Fastly does. And pretty much with its name, it helps make sure your application, your website is running fast by using their Cloud Edge platform. With this, developers get the tools they need to build the most groundbreaking apps, all optimized for speed, security, and scale. And right, these are important things when developing an app, uh, making sure those three things are on the top tier because that's what us as consumers worry about. And if you guys want to learn more about Fastly, check out this link right here where I do a little more in-depth on the company. But another place to go is go to their website and under customer stories, they have a great videos on how different companies use Fastly to improve their overall applications. For example, BuzzFeed use system, Financial Times, Kayak, they even have like Fubal TV. I think I saw them. Yeah, Fubal TV uses Fastly at the moment. All right, so now let's take a quick look at future growth. Analysts believe this company will grow 21% on average for the next three or five years. So this is a hyper growth company. Unfortunately, right now they are not gap profitable and they are not gap positive in cash flow from operations. So it's because these two things are negative right now. I have to make sure that they have a very, very strong balance sheet. So if we take a look at their balance sheet, it's actually pretty strong. They have a nice amount of cash compared to Node at the moment. And recently, Fastly also did on March 3rd, uh, they did a, a senior note offering of about $825 million. So they are grabbing a bit of debt, but this debt most likely comes with a low interest and allows them to build up that cash right now. If we take a look at historical growth in 2020, this company grew 45%, in 2019, 38%, and in 2018, 37 So we can see it, COVID definitely accelerated a bit of the growth, but regardless, pre-COVID, this company was still growing at strong double digits if we take a look at gross margins for fastly they're pretty high at 58.7 again this is more of like a a back-end type company so usually you have a lot of high gross margins unfortunately we can see they are not gap profitable at the moment all right so now my quick thoughts on fastly fastly is one that we're seeing strong growth it was growing at strong levels even before COVID situation. And the overall market, it has some great customers behind it. So I can see why investors are pretty excited about Fastly. 
Second thing, they have a very, very strong balance sheet at the moment. Some things I didn't didn't like are one, it is not positive in earnings or positive in cash flow from operations. I could kind of be okay with negative earnings, but negative cash flow from operations is something I, I wish was positive, but at least we're seeing improvements there. We're almost getting ready to see that positive cash flow from operations. And because they have that very, very strong balance sheet, it kind of helps me overlook that sentiment at the moment. So Fastly is definitely one investment should look at all right so now the second company we are going to take a look at is palantir this is traded under the new york stock exchange as ticker pltr is currently sitting at 22 dollars 58 with a market cap of about 41.1 billion dollars from this all-time high the stock is down about 42 percent so again another company that has lost almost half of its valuation this is insane so palantir technology is in the public american software company that specializes in big data analytics so first let's understand what palantir does so palantir they build software that lets organizations integrate their data their decisions and their operations into one platform our software empowers entire organizations to answer complex questions quickly by bringing the right data to the people who need it so they have two main products they have gotham which is made for the government and then they have foundry which is meant for enterprises or other companies outside the government so for example gotham the operating system for government decision making gotham is an artificial intelligence ready platform that improves and accelerates decision for operators so the great thing about palantir is not just it's not like a data warehouse where you just store artificial your, your all your data that you're collecting from your computer you actually work with palantir's software engineers to create this final software that meets your requirement so that's why palantir is a mixture of uh i would say an engineering firm that works with strong software engineers to create that application you need for it and then with their artificial intelligence platform it makes it easier to make those decisions your company needs to make so it's from the beginning to the end phase of whatever you need your program to come with because of that they're able to charge very very high rates on their services one of their biggest customers for example is the cia and a lot of government officials government tiers because the different type of applications you can be using with palantir i would definitely recommend going to their website and checking out the video they have a great video that explains they're a demo of gotham and a demo of foundry for those that are more interested in it but overall this is big brother right the one watching um watching out what's going on around the world so if we take a look at the company right now in the most recent quarter 44 percent of their total revenue is coming from commercial business and in 2020 that actually grew 107 percent then if we take a look at their government platform that grew 77 percent compared to the same time last year and it made up 56 percent of their total revenue and so we can see both sectors are growing pretty strong at the moment if we take a look at future growth analysts believe this company will grow 23.9 percent on average for the next two to five years i want to say that's probably pretty low we might see stronger growth unfortunately the company is not profitable right now but it is it is almost achieving positive cash flow from operations and that's pretty good so definitely i still want to make sure that they have strong balance sheet on place right now and they do they have about two billion dollars in cash and almost no debt to their name they have plenty of cash to cover that debt if we take a look at historical growth in 2020 its revenue grew 47.15 percent 
in 2019, it grew 24.7. And I don't believe this growth was because of COVID situation. I just believe this growth came from the overall expansion into the commercial business. Before, they used to be very, very heavy in the government business. And now with this overall expansion in the we saw in the industry, that was grew almost over 100% compared to the same time last year. So now if we take a look at their margins, their gross margins, I'm honestly shocked they're this high, 67.7% on the most recent year. The reason I was shocked is even though they are a software company, whatever they build, right, the, they've built new platforms for however their customers need it. But I'm guessing because they are already charging some crazy rates for those for those projects, they have very, very strong gross margins. Unfortunately, a company is not profitable, and it doesn't seem like it will be profitable anytime soon if we take a look at gap earnings. If we take a look at cash flow from operations, we can see right now it doesn't look like it's going to be positive anytime soon. But if we take a look at what analysts expect, they expect by the end of 2021. So within a year, this company will be pumping out positive cash flow from operations. And that's definitely a great thing for sure. So now my quick thoughts on Palantir. Palantir is one that I don't have in my portfolio, but it's looking very, very interesting. Uh, I think out of the three that we're going to take a look at today, this is probably my favorite right now. So Palantir, what did we see? The strong revenue growth. We're seeing growth in commercial and in the government. The overall product that they have is crazy. And unfortunately, with the overall way the world and technology is moving, I can foresee this growing at crazy levels. They had a very strong balance sheet. They were growing at strong revenue on some of the negative things right we can see they were negative in profits right now and they were negative in cash flow from operations those are probably the only two negatives i saw with this business remember we had that strong balance sheet so it kind of helps us overlook those stuff and the second thing analysts believe by the end of this year this company will be positive in cash flow from operations and to be honest that's something i am super excited to see the third business we're going to take a look at is Snowflake. This is traded under the New York Stock Exchange as ticker SNOW. Snow, it's right now sitting at $235 from its all-time highs. The stock is down about 40%. That is insane. Right now, it is the biggest out of all of them. and It has a market cap of 66 $0.53 billion. So let's try to understand a little bit more about Snowflake. And some people might think Snowflake and Palantir are similar but I want to say they are completely different businesses. So Snowflake has this platform. And like we saw, it was a data warehouse. So what does that mean? Right now, let's say I am a business that collects a lot of data on my customers. I don't want to have all that data on my computer because it would make my computer run slow and it just wouldn't be efficient, right? I would need to have some supercomputer to run all this type of data and to analyze it. So instead, what they do is pretty much send this data, all this data and send it to a warehouse. So now your computer no longer needs to kind of have, um, needs to waste that efficiency on just having all that data. So now what you do is you use their platform, you kind of collect the data, you can collect anything from like customer relations on how many times they're either using your product, at what type of temperature they're using your product, how often they're using their products. And then you can have data engineers kind of like look at that and return back to the main business and say, hey, our customers use this product mainly on these types of days. So during these types of days, maybe we should try to do heavy on advertisement. Maybe we should try to do heavy on something to grab even more customers or more attention to our business. So 
Snowflake, it's pretty much they have a one platform where you do everything. One of your data engineers can go work on it. So if we take a look at future growth, analysts believe Snowflake will grow 35.3% on average for the next three to five years. The company right now is not profitable, but they are almost, almost positive in cash flow from operations. They should see it in the next few quarters. So that's a great thing. Um, if we take a look at their balance sheet, it's looking pretty, pretty strong. They have strong cash to no debt on their name right now. If we take a historical growth, there's not too much data on Snowflake right now. In 2019, revenue grew 173% compared to the same time last year. We can see analysts believe this is probably the strongest grower out of the three we're looking at. Let's take a look at margins for Snowflake. Right now, they have gross margins of about 56%. Pretty high, right? All of these are mainly software companies or some form of software in the back end that make them have high gross margins. If we take a look at profit margins, they're still improving, but not anything that we should expect positive in gap earnings anytime soon. So now my quick thoughts on Snowflake. Snowflake out of the three, I want to say was the strongest fundamentally. It had the strongest balance. She had strong cash cash compared to no debt. It's the one that's also expected to be positive in cash flow from operations. The fastest in the next two quarters or so, we should start seeing that positive cash flow from operations. So that's great news. Strong revenue growth as well. And historically, it's also seen that strong growth. And the main negativity right now, I want to say on this company is just very, very high market cap, right? Almost 80, over $80 billion, I think we saw. And it's not profitable at the moment. So before we end this episode, I just want to take a quick look at the valuations right now. I think the best way is to do price to sales ratio. So Snowflake at current valuation is the highest at 106. In my opinion, that is insane. Palantir and Fassi are actually pretty close to each other in the low mid 20s, 24.68 for Palantir and about 23.55 for Fastly. Now, if we take a look at forward price to sales ratio, the story com- changes completely, completely. Snowflake drops all the way down and it has closer price to sales ratio of 28.78. Why is Snowflake still expensive though. We saw, right? It had the strongest balance sheet. It had the strongest revenue growth out of them all. It also was the one that was expected to be positive in cash flow from operations the soonest. So obviously investors are willing to pay more for that. Next is Palantir coming in with the price to sales ratio of 21.61. Finally, we have Fastly with the lowest price to sales ratio of about 15.58. I'm not going to lie. Fastly's valuation looks very, very attractive right now compared to some of these software companies. So my thoughts in form of valuation, my favorite, I want to say is definitely Fastly, then Palantir and Snowflake, pretty much how we're seeing it right now. But overall, as every keeping everything in charge from fundamentals for which one's going to be positive cash flow from operations from the market that they're hitting, I think I like Palantir a bit better, the number one, followed by Fastly and to end it with Snowflake. So let me know which one do you guys believe are more bullish on and which one are you more bearish on at the moment? Are you planning on buying any of these three? And if so, which one? Take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.